0: Okay, we're live right now.
1: From the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops, present Key West Live. Behind the Mask's College Hockey West Live is brought to you by the NCAA and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch or before the game. The best in barbecue, Las Vegas style at Barbecue.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly, with locations in Tempe and Pine Top, Order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Summer Skates, whether our original red or black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. By the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. And by College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West live from the Summer skates studios presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein.
0: All right, well welcome in hockey fans, anywhere that you may be joining us tonight on this beautiful Sunday night, Scott Strandy with you in, guess where, Chesterfield, Missouri, at the beautiful Maryville Hockey, no, let me get this right, Maryville University Hockey Center in the offices of the Director of Hockey, John Hogan. My co-host as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York. He's got the servants going, he's got the gates locked, he's got his feet up with the summer skates on, probably got himself a land shark, uh kicking back. Paul, how are things out on the island today?
1: Well, as uh, usual, you're wrong.
0: <laughs> what part did I get wrong? Everything. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Except for the <laughs> Okay.
0: <laughs> well, I keep trying. I, keep I know, trying. and
1: you, yeah, but try something else because you keep trying the same thing, and you keep, you know, you're you're wrong every time. So maybe okay, try well, something else.
0: Okay, I, I'll give that some thought. Um, anyway, won't. so as you know, this weekend I uh, traveled to St. Louis, Chesterfield, right, um, Maryland Heights, all those little right. suburbs around here, and uh, we kicked off our spotlight game. Um, with the Maryville saints, M one ACHA hockey taking right. on McKendree. It was uh, game two. I talked to coach Hogan before the game and I said, uh, Hey, nice win Thursday night. And he goes, yeah, it was sloppy. Maybe we'll play better. <laughs> um, Paul, they played yeah. better. They scored six in the first 10 minutes, less right. than 10 minutes, 12 to 12, to win. To me, that's impressive. So I said, hey, you know what? I got to have Coach on. so why not use his office at the same time? Right. (laughs) And anyway, I figured when you bash somebody at the ACHA M1 level like that, why not just come on and make the announcement that you're going to be an NCAA hockey program? So John Hogan, you got anything you want to tell us besides it was a great weekend for you? It was a great weekend for us.
2: Uh, always, always nice to start 2-0. and uh, Always appreciate Scott trying to do his job to the best of his abilities. Um, well, yeah,
1: good luck with that.
2: Yeah, I know, right? So, um, you know, Rick Zamba was in my office before the game on Friday night, so uh, I know he was uh, looking for some hockey to watch before his exhibition stuff on, on Saturday. So, uh, as always, as I tell Scott, our our, our prize, our, our, our goal is to, to focus on our ACHA teams and and try to win a national championship at the, at the men's one level. I know everyone and, and their mother, if it was Arizona state and Lindenwood, and, um, now what, uh, middle Tennessee or Tennessee state, which Tennessee state, I know everyone's trying to do it, but, uh, you know, you gotta crawl before you walk and you gotta walk before you run. So, um, we'll focus on achieving our goals here. I think. Cooper said it. You can't you can't skip steps in life. So we'll uh, focus on what we're doing now. And there's there's ton to be uh, accomplished here at our level.
1: That's boring.
2: I know. <laughs> I know Sorry, I, that's boring. I, I know it is, Paul, but that's. <laughs> That's what that's what you're gonna get.
1: That is just completely boring and and st- uh, I, the build up. It's it's really bad when the build up from Scott is much bigger than than the that's actual. Scott's comic. job, though.
2: That's that's uh, what that, dude, literally what he gets paid to do. Oh
1: God, paid? Who? Wait, is <laughs> he paid to do this? Wait a second.
0: Wait, hold the phone. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh. John, your team was impressive. I I don't care what you say. Second game of the year. They came out flying. I saw a lot of guys that I thought were intense. I saw a lot of guys that were finishing. I saw a lot of guys that were going to the net hard. Um, Your thoughts as a coach? I know you're never satisfied. Uh, Guys were telling me that you wanted 30, um, but 12-2. Yeah, in front of a packed house, by the way, and it was crazy.
2: Yeah, it was it was crazy, and um, you know, let's just let's let's uh, snip the uh, the thirty in the in the butt <laughs> here for one sec. I made a comment after the game that, you know, uh, we were, you know, we scored six goals in, in 10 minutes. And at that pace we would have, you know, liked to have, you know, we got to continue playing the, the same way and we should have scored 32 goals. That was obviously a joke. Um, <laughs> right. But for some reason that got to Scott, you know, obviously everything gets to Scott, you know. Of course it does. You know, it can't, can't help it. You know, he's got, he's got gnats and, you know. Oh my God, and, and, everywhere. And bugs in every room. So, yeah. Uh, we, we, we obviously played better on Friday than we did Thursday. We made some lineup decisions. Um, you know, I think when you look at the ACHA and our, and our blackout event, you know, there's some other schools that have some really cool events, you know, Liberty has theirs and um, but to cram a thousand people in our, in our barn um, you know, with over 500 students and our president was in the building um you know, I, I think for for what we try to do and provide a college hockey experience in our division, like any other, um, like any other, it's um, it's it's an awesome experience to give those kids. And they came out firing. You know, you got a thousand people there shouting your name, and um, uh, it's it's good to have some energy. So now the. Um, the task is how do you come out with that energy every night? That's, uh, it, I wouldn't say it's impossible, it's, but it's near impossible. So how do you get the the troops prepared and energized and ready to go like that every night? That will be what we continue to harp and try to, um, you know, get the, get the troops ready. So, um, I, I thought, um, the things that we wanted to improve on from Thursday to Friday, um, I thought it was as good as I've ever had as a coach of the guys understanding what we needed to improve on and making that adjustment from game one to game two. So that was very enlightening for me. Um, hopefully that's not just a, a one-time thing. Hopefully we can continue to layer on as the season goes on. But I thought uh, everything that Scott said in terms of playing the right way, getting in the dirty areas, um, all those cliches that we all uh, harp on, you know, every, every given day, I thought did a good job at that. And hopefully gave the thousand people in the, in the building um, something to cheer about and hopefully something for, for Scott to take some videos and some pictures to, uh, to, to let all of his followers know all about Maryville hockey.
1: Well, listen, coach, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I I will cut you some slack. And as I look at his, and like I said, I'm not the, the, the person with the widespread knowledge of the ACHA like, like Scott is, but I mean, I do have uh, enough of a working knowledge to know that, um, maybe with this brutal schedule, um, you can be ready to go by January nineteenth when you play that alma mater of yours, <laughs> and and you and the coach who we love, forget about where he you know where he where he works. We do. Uh, you guys can make a joint announcement.
2: Wow! Wow, Paul. See, I, I see what you did there. Wow! Out uh, of an angle. Really? Yeah uh coming from the top rope on that one uh that's what i do yeah. uh i uh i think chad is in the same boat as me as uh, like one first and foremost we need to get a shovel out there in tucson you know so and i know uh for his own uh sustainability he needs that sooner than later so yep. And I and I know Greg Powers. There's a reason why he's playing those games. You know that's why he's told Chad I'll play every year. You know Greg's yeah. a smart guy. He knows what he's doing. You know. <laughs> yeah. If I can get a rival an hour and a half away, let's do it. So
1: yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So. Yeah, and I know okay. a school that would have one even closer than that, but that's you know that's not for me to decide. <laughs>
0: Anyway, John, we appreciate you uh, coming on and letting us use your space and letting me invade it Friday night. You know I'm going to be back multiple times. And uh, the roster that you guys have, uh, the schedule that you have, everything is lining up. I do want to tell people that may not be looking at ACHA rankings, you're in the top 10 of the preseason ranking. Um, Let me also remind them, what, year six? Yeah, year six is a program, year five
2: as as a D1 team. Okay,
0: that's pretty impressive. And if you haven't been here to the Maryville University Hockey Center, you need to get here because this place is fantastic. Um, they do everything right. And when I started the ACHA and I renamed the podcast, I said, I need to go talk to people that do it right because there's a difference. And John, you've seen it. There's a difference between teams that want to win an ACHA national championship and a lot of teams that really want to have a college hockey team. And that difference I see with the teams that we cover. So thanks for being a partner on Wednesday night. Thanks for uh, inviting us in. And most of all, thanks for uh, having us as the uh, the spotlight game, the first one of the season. So it'll go down to history as the uh, the one that uh, started all off. So now Saturday or Friday night, I see Liberty and Minot. Yes, sir. It's got to be twelve two. By somebody, right? I don't think that's going to happen. I don't <laughs> Probably I <would> not. not. <laughs> no. But if you're, if you're a <laughs> betting man, which I, I don't think you are, Scott, I would not put your money on that. Anyway, um, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. We're here to talk uh, NCAA hockey. It was NCHC Media Day this past Wednesday in St. Paul, Minnesota. Last night I had a chance to visit with the uh, Lindenwood Lions, so five of our ten NCAA programs are uh, are on board and uh, we've got some comments to play tonight it's so big we have to do two nights so we're doing coaches tonight we're doing players uh, quote unquote captains or leaders uh tomorrow night so it'll be a two-part show time to bring on the guy that was with me all day wednesday nick max and nick um thanks for jumping in and, and joining in on a sunday night i know i threw you for a loop when i changed times and locations and all that stuff but you know me by now that's what i do right
3: Scott, I'm changing locations on you. I'm, I'm not in the Twin Cities. I'm uh, on I-35 somewhere. I'll put it to you that way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, anyway. So here's what we'll do for tonight. We're going to uh, break. I've got the sound. Nick, you were with me as I recorded it. So we'll break it down and, and go through them uh, kind of by who we had um, uh, as the rankings go, so we can actually break it down that way. So we'll start off with David Carl. He's by far my longest interviewed head coach at the University of Denver. Let me see if I can get it queued up and get us rolling here um, with Coach Carl. So. freshmen or new All right, we're back. NCHC Media Day. I got head coach David Carl with the Denver Pioneers. Coach, Uh, the preseason poll comes out. Everybody likes you. Um, No surprise though, because you're still shooting for number ten, right? Yeah, yeah, we are for sure. Um, So yeah, looking forward to the challenge. Give me. When I looked at your squad on paper this year, I said, "Oh my goodness, you got your hands full because you've got ten incoming freshmen." And then I started looking around, going, "Ah, that's nothing new, is it?" Uh no,
4: I mean you're always dealing with turnover, um, you know, especially in today's day and age of college athletics, and so you lose six to graduation, two to early signing, and and two to the portal. So I think it's, you know, I think you're gonna have freshmen or new people classes. You know, it just happens to be all freshmen this year, but I think it's gonna average around seven to nine people every year, just based on. Um, you know, the the, the the turnover that happens from moving players on to the to NHL contracts, graduation, and uh, and potentially players to the portal. Um,
0: it's just a reality that we're that we're living in. You and I talked a year ago or so about what you guys do with your players when you're recruiting them. You, you try to get a timeline of where they want to be, when they want to be there, so you don't get caught blindsided. And I'm guessing that's another uh, case this year where you really weren't caught blindsided by anybody that moved on or decided not to come back or whatever it might be?
4: No, I mean you know, I think we had a pretty good idea that Major was going to depart um, you know, as early as October November time frame that, that this would be his last year, especially how he started the season I think he scored like 12 goals in his first 10 games and so um, that was not surprising um, I think we, we felt like there was a chance Benning could be a four-year player um, you know, and then you're you kind of get into that discussion with him and his family and in Florida and and talk about the pros and cons, but uh, ultimately uh, you try and prepare. If he does leave, you you feel like you have um, good players to come in to replace him. And, and if he, if he does come back, then well, now you've got a really great problem uh, because you got Mike Benning back on your team as a senior. And so um, ultimately very happy for both guys. Um, You, When you get to that level, you earn the opportunity and the right to to make those decisions and to to balance what you believe is best for your career. And um, we're here to, you know, try to to ingrain in them that, you know, putting the team first is the best way to have success, not only here, but long term, um, develop their skills and their bodies so that they can have the opportunity to move on to the NHL level and, and try and win Stanley Cups and be a part of winning programs at that level.
0: So you lose your goaltender, Magnus Corona to the pros, and graduation. And uh, you got Matt Davis back there. And I've been saying this for a few years. I think Matt, he's been just kind of chomping at the bit to get his opportunity. What have you seen from him, in particular this summer, knowing that he at least comes in on paper as the guy? Yeah. Um, oh, you're right. He's very hungry. Um, has yeah. always Like
4: learned and continue to get better at his craft. Um, Ryan Massa. Has developed a great relationship with him. Um, you've seen a lot of improvements in Maddie's game. You know, quieting some things down with his feet and, and really using his athleticismness, athleticism and, and explosiveness um, when needed. And um, you know, he's he's earned. I would say any success that he's had uh, has come through patience and hard work and. Um, there's certainly a lot of people rooting for him and, and you know you had the opportunity to start those four or five games at the end of last year I think that was huge for his confidence going into the summer just to be able to have that taste and build on
0: it and, and really come into this season um, ready to hit the ground running. No, uh, no surprise And everybody looks at the schedule you get to go home uh, to Alaska. Uh, how much does that mean to you personally and how much does it mean to you keeping the Alaska schools in the spotlight so to speak yeah i think it's really
4: important that that all of us you know really probably in the the mountain and central time zones um you know anyone that can get there direct from you know minnesota or detroit or colorado um or arizona i think needs to be playing those schools and um they produce really good hockey players. Uh, those hockey players grew up watching, uh, the Nanooks and the Seawolves and that's what gets them into games or into the game. And, um, I think it's critical for, for, uh, for us to have access to those caliber of players and, um, you know, so it means a lot and looking forward to getting back up there, um, here this year. Uh, you know, I think we're, I think we might be going to anchorage the following year or two years from now um so that'll be good i mean we, we we're not having them we're not going up there every year but uh you try and do deals with those schools so that um you help them where they can and you do what you can to to, to try and help them to uh, put together quality schedules and in at the end of the day i mean fairbanks was a game or two away from making the nsl tournament and, and playing us in the first round so i mean what what eric largen has done i mean it's not just this charity thing i mean they're 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 an excellent team um excellent coaching staff um they get a bit hosed in the portal and you know their recruiting list getting pilfered here and there um you know for for any kid who's committed there it's like that, that there's not a staff that does a better job in the country with with what they have available to them uh, than that group of guys up there so ton of respect for them um we play them because it's the right thing to do, but we play them because they make us better, too.
0: Okay, speaking of the right thing to do, might not State coming to, uh, to play the two Colorado schools, uh, two of the three, I should say, but um, how important is that, too? Because I know that you've played them in the past, other teams from the ACHA, I know how important that is. Um, but to bring them in uh, over the holidays and, and play a team like that, what do you guys get out of that besides the fact that it's a game?
4: Yeah, I mean it's. Um, we're not playing an exhibition game this year because we're we're starting the year up in in Fairbanks. Yep. Um, so you know, I think at the end of the day, our, our guys like to play games, and um, you know, it's if we don't play that weekend, we go from I think December tenth till January fifth without a game, and you know that that's a long. I mean, that's almost a that's almost a mini off season, and so you you want to. Just have takes a week out of that and gives us an opportunity to, to play an exhibition game um prior to Niagara coming in. And I think that's that's a really good thing. Um we can get different people more ice time. It's a development opportunity. Um and then it's an exposure. Um again we, we did it with Lindenwood, um UNLB doing a Mine Out State. I think it's an exposure point for them, their university. You know, when you see expansion into college hockey, um, you know, it gives maybe an opportunity to at least be touch and feel what it looks like if it's a path that they
0: have an interest in going down. Okay, so let's touch on this USA stuff because uh, it's kind of an honor, a big honor to be named the coach of the World Junior Team. You had a chance to uh, go through the camp this summer. What did you see on the talent, and were you surprised at all with the talent level that you got? Um. Surprise? No. I think
4: you you see it on paper. I mean, it's, I guess, 12 or 13 forwards at camp or first round NHL draft picks. So um, it was a lot of, it was an enjoyable event, um, getting to know some of the guys, trying to teach some things, um, you know, being able to be on the bench with them um, and try and develop A little bit of an identity of how we need to play uh with and without the puck was was a great experience and um you know we've obviously had many players go play on this team um now to have the opportunity to to coach a team um is a huge honor and um you know have a fortune to assemble a great staff with a lot of world junior experience and um, we're really looking forward to the challenge of, of trying to go to Sweden and win a gold medal or, our, our record in Sweden is as a country is very poor. Um, we've not lived up to expectations there. And, um, so we're excited about that challenge. And, um, ultimately we've, we've got some, some of our '04 four group that, that does have a bad taste in their mouth from, you know, how their international events have ended. And so I think we have a hungry group that has a very, um, you know, narrow focus on what they're trying to accomplish. And that's that's a fun thing to, to see and to
0: work with as a coach. You can see as a coach that the talent level has risen, right? You, you get a group of guys like you have, and how do you possibly pick out the right guys, right? Because, you know, you can take a bunch of top six, top eight forwards maybe, top eight defensemen, but is that really what you're looking for, the very best, or are you looking for pieces in order to win a championship?
4: little bit of both um i think the way the game's played today you you need especially in a single game tournament i mean you 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 need multiple lines that can score you can't just win i mean you could but it you make it a lot harder on yourself and i think you increase the pressure um on your players to you know if you say you have two scoring lines and you know kind of the old school yeah. two scoring lines a checking line and then a, just a, a grind line and um you know our talent level doesn't um, suffice itself to build a team like that. So we're going to need three, four lines, I believe, that will be able to score. And um, in a single-game tournament, it might be your third or fourth line that comes up with a big goal or two that's the difference. And so that's, I think, the dynamic of single-game tournament. Um, when you talk about the elimination factor is you need to put together lines that can be plus one, plus two on a night. And you're not just throwing them out there hoping they're going to be even. Um, and so, we're fortunate and grateful that our country's talent pool is at a level where we feel we can build that with the Ford Group. And
0: um, you know, we're looking forward to that. Like I said, that challenge of, of coaching that team. All right, final one back to Denver. You got Ryan Massa now as a full-time uh, assistant coach. How nice was that for not only your staff but also for him as uh, a person that's worked very hard to get there?
4: Yeah, a lot of continuity. Um, which huge for our players our staff I think it's one of the things that makes the I would say the success we're having our staff's been together you know me Ferg and Tavis since the 18 season um and now ryan's been here this is going into his third year so we have a lot of continuity on our staff we know each other well ryan has put in the work and the time on a volunteer basis the last two years he's earned this opportunity to be full-time and, um, and he's really good at what he does so we're excited to be able to add him thanks cc appreciate
0: your time as always thank you all right that's the head coach from the denver pioneers david carl um, nick you are there with me so i'll give you a, a break for a minute and uh let Paul get his comments out, and then you can jump in, Nick, with yours. And uh, still a tad quiet, so if you want to just scream at us, feel free to because you can never be too loud. <laughs> okay, uh, Paul, uh, go ahead with your thoughts and what you heard from uh, head coach of the Denver Pioneers, the preseason favorites to win the NCHC.
1: Well, we know that that uh, we are all about supporting uh, the smaller schools, the Alaskas, the Lindenwoods, et cetera, um, the LIUs and so forth and so on and good for them, um, but of all the teams that we cover, um, you know, I—I I mean, we started covering North Dakota this year, right? I, I lose track of everybody you keep adding because I'm just not as smart as you, but um, there is a ton of pressure on them every year.
0: Can somebody cut that part that he said he's just not quite as smart as me? Because we want to keep that. Well, we, we but everybody knows that. Oh, okay. Um,
1: Nothing new. The, the you know, it's, it's one thing to have expectations to win for your program. But like that green and white team, the expectation for David Carl in Denver every year is not just to win, but to be the last team standing and And the
0: select championships—they still want to be the first team to win ten in the NCAA. And
1: and and that is an enormous amount of pressure to be under constantly. Yeah, I hear you. And he handles it obviously tremendously well. And you know he, the explanation—you know—we talk about the turnover, but you know he's right. I mean just losing guys to the portal, they're losing guys to graduation, they're losing a ton of guys to the pros every year. Um, and I thought it was kind of unusual until we kind of looked it up and was like, Yeah, no, this is every year. So,
0: <laughs> all right, Nick, your thoughts on uh, what you heard from Coach Carl at the uh, NCHC, Media Day. Uh, NCHC Media Day?
3: Well, well Scott, when you, when you talk about Denver, right, you talk about the have they put themselves in that position to. Be the team that's got the target on their back, right? Uh, you know, you win a national championship a couple of seasons ago. Uh, coming back against Minnesota State, uh, and mind you, you talk about roster turnover, right? I think David Carl and his staff have approached college hockey the right way. They understand that, you know, if you have a good program, and not just a good one, but a great competitive program that puts themselves in the conversation every single year to win a national championship you're going to lose guys not only to graduation but also to pro contracts and they embrace that they find that that is a good thing and so i think with the way that they recruit the way that that team approaches their season on a day-to-day basis i mean seeing
4: the best talent that's around the upper Midwest, they are Developing these kids
3: into some of the better prospects, whether they are on NHL draft picks or college free agents. And they seem to do this every year in and out. And it's, a, it's really a compliment to the way that David Carl approaches his job and the way that his staff is able to
0: round up the roster. Yeah, good stuff. Um, okay, so uh, second in the preseason uh, poll, if you will, the media poll from the NCHC. Was the uh, University of North Dakota, the Fighting Hawks. And I had a chance to uh, get a short visit with Brad sure. Berry, as uh, Paul alluded to. We just uh, added them to our coverage area, so we haven't had a real good chance to visit with Brad and get comfortable and him comfortable with us. So let me play just uh, about four minutes of Brad Berry, and you'll kind of get his feel for where he's at as the season gets underway. Um, real quick, I just got three quick ones for you. Brad the head coach at North Dakota, joining me. Um, coach, when you look, first of all, at your schedule, I think it might be the toughest in college hockey. Your thoughts? Well, you know what? When you put the schedule together, and, and
5: you know, when you th- especially the non-conference, you know who you're going to get in our conference. But, you know, when we scheduled Boston University four years ago, Boston University was probably mid-pack, right? Mid-pack to the hockey's. They're ranked number one this year, right? So that, that, whether it's football, hockey, whatever, you these, these non-conference games get scheduled way out in advance. But for us, it, it's, it's it's a challenge for us, and we're, we're going to accept that because I think when you want you go against good teams, it's like iron sharpening iron. You have two good teams going against each other, it's going to make you better. And hopefully you win those games, right? But at the end of the day, by putting both feet in right away when you're playing Minnesota, Mankato, uh, Boston University, Wisconsin, we got Army coming in too early on. Like, you know, those are really good teams here that – Hopefully, at the end of the day,
0: you win those games, but now you're ready for the NCHC. Jump me into the next question with the, uh, the icebreaker and Army. and You and Bemidji State kind of sharing that honor. Um, what's that like, and how important is that to your program? Again, you just keep building things, right? Yeah, you know what? It, it's great. We haven't been in the icebreaker for a while. Uh
5: I think it's awesome now that two teams are sharing or co-hosting right. before you, if you hosted, you bring three other teams in. Now it's, it's kind of, you know, you get, you're in your venue and you're playing two different teams, two different nights and, and Bibigie as well. And uh, to have army come in with a long history and tradition with the Riley family coaching and, and, uh, and, and how they conduct business uh, prestigious, prestigious uh, program with, with a great coaching staff, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, turnover in coaches this year. Uh, Mike Hastings having tremendous success in Mankato. Now going into Wisconsin, which is a premier program. Uh, we haven't played Wisconsin in a long time as well. So really looking forward to that as far as our first two non-conference games, and uh, and then from there, you know, you get in, you get into the Gophers and BU and and uh, uh, yeah, Benidji and yeah. So it's uh, excited about
0: that, and uh, you know, excited to have the icebreaker. break. Okay, I look at top two teams in the preseason poll. Denver and you and I go Denver's got 10 freshmen oh my goodness how do you integrate 10 freshmen then I look at you seven freshmen and seven transfers and I go like the problems that I can see popping up for you two is how do you get your freshmen up to speed and secondly is how do you integrate a transfer because you got great quality players at least on paper and I've seen some of them play so I know how good some of them are Garrett Pike for example yeah you know for sure
5: you know uh you know, it's a situation where you got a lot of new players with not a lot of new roles on new teams, and uh, and that's a challenge. It becomes a challenge. Uh, I, I I find these polls interesting, and, and again, I, I find it a compliment. Obviously, that they think that's uh, it's number two. Again, like you know, there's a question about our forward group and highest scoring forward group, blah blah blah. Like at the end of the day, that it's just that it's just a, a poll right now. And again, you guys do a great job of you know putting your vote in. But I'll tell you what. This is a tough conference. I've been in this conference a long time. I don't think you could separate one from eight at the end of the day. You see teams, see what Colorado College did last year, you know, as far as, you know, in the in the league and then here at the tournament, uh, the, the playoff tournament. That's a compliment to be too, in a, in a good league. But to me, what's more, much more important is to to be at the top or near the top uh, at the end of the year. And uh, and again, how we do that is going to be through hard work and t- trying to build our team incrementally each day. So,
0: coach, thanks for your time. Good luck, Yeah, thank you very much. All right, that's the Fighting Hawks.
1: Sue, so what?
0: Brad Berry joining, joining us at Media Day. Paul, back to you again since you haven't heard this before. Uh, your thoughts on uh, Brad Berry. And It would have been nice to be a little longer, but uh, as you know, uh, that's the way it is when you start things off. So we'll get better and deeper with uh, Coach Berry.
1: Well, I, we've been talking about it now for maybe six weeks, and um, you touched on it with Coach. That, that schedule is just brutal. That is just an absolute uh, obstacle course of epic proportion from from day one. Because you know, if you take Army lightly, you're going down. You have no idea what's going to happen at Wisconsin, and you know, on top of that, considering the history between those two schools, and that that. seven day period with uh, the the game against wisconsin and the two games against that other maroon and gold team what that's going to be like in grand forks i mean holy smokes um, it, it's so get,
0: exciting i heard you even wanted to be there
1: I th- well if i was going to do it i would that would be the week that i would Octo- think about
0: it. october you would do it
1: <laughs> i would think about it yeah okay. um and then you go into November with that back-to-back weekends at BU and at Duluth. I mean, oh, geez. I mean, this is more than iron sharp. This is, <laughs> I don't know, what what's above iron? I mean, holy cow. I mean, and he's right. I mean, then you get the NCHC in and of itself is a grind. Um, You know, I'm not the schedule guy like you are. I usually like to wait and see. But You're the prediction guy. Yeah, the I'm, okay. Yeah, that's me. Um, I I don't. I mean, if you're if you're North Dakota and you come out of this opening stretch, um, with a winning record, uh, you know, uh, what do we have there? Two, four, six, eight, ten. You come out of that ten game stretch six and four or or seven and three. You're <laughs> I mean, you're just about guaranteed to be in the tournament. I mean, yep. I mean, it won't break you, but it will set you up. It certainly will.
0: Nick, you were there. You had a chance you to talk there. to Brad Berry. Your thoughts on what you heard? Your thoughts on what you heard?
3: Yeah, Scott, so when I talked to Brad a bit before you did, and I got into more specifics with the 14 new faces he's going to be asked to assimilate with his squad, I think – when you asked the question with him about the preseason poll and him being number two, I, I don't know if you noticed with him, but he sort of scratched his head a bit. Um, and I tend to agree with him, and I think he's just being realistic. Uh, you bring in a, a new goaltender. Granted, it's a proven goaltender and Ludwig Pearson over from Miami University, which is going to be huge for them because their entire defensive core is brand new, either as freshmen or as additions from the transfer portal. There is such a wild card – with these Fighting Hawks, and to both uh, Scott, you and in uh, Paul's point, I think that those games are very important for the Fighting Hawks and really determining where the season is going to end up beyond that because at the end of it, assimilating an entire defensive core is going to be a challenge, number one. We know with the Fighting Hawks, with the return of Jackson Blake and some of their other big returners up front, this team can score. There's no question about it. But can they defend? Uh, Brad Berry, when I chatted with them a bit, again, as we did together at Media Day, uh, said that he was disappointed with their defensive play as a whole all of last year. And he really sort of credited that deficiency to why that they were not in a better position at the end of the season. So um, I, I see a coach with Brad Berry as, you know, sort of on the fence of, you know, hey, we could be a good team if all things come together, but there's so many asterisks, so many question marks, especially in the back end, that we're going to have to wait and see how this
0: team plays out, but after those first 10, I think we are have a pretty good idea. Yeah, good stuff. Totally agree with you. Okay, so uh, we got five coaches. We got two down, three to go. We're going to do one more, then we'll take a quick break, and we'll come back with our final two. Um, so let's go to uh, the University of Nebraska-Omaha and head coach Mike gabinet as I had a chance to visit with him for a few minutes to uh, find out about uh, the Mavericks. Here we go. All right, welcome back to NCHC Media Day. I've got the head coach from Omaha. I've got Mike Gabinette with me. Coach, the uh, preseason poll came out. Um, It is what it is. It's a preseason poll. But I know as a coach, you probably don't put much data in it. Yeah, I don't. I don't read too
6: much into it. Somebody tells me what it, what it comes out at. i actually been at this for a little while now, too, kind of thing, right? I think the most important thing is to focus on yourself and, you know, what are you doing to help your program
0: get better, and that's where you got to put your attention on. Before we talk about the uh, upcoming season and your team, um, you talk about getting better, and I see a lot of omaha mavericks out in the ahl and making their way towards the nhl and boy those guys are representing your program big time how important is that in the recruiting process and building a culture at omaha yeah i think if you look at the last couple years real success
6: with uh guys doing well in college but also moving on to good professional careers too and i think that's you know a testimony to them putting the work in when they be here to develop and the staff helping them get to, to that next level there so we're definitely proud of uh our guys going on to good professional careers and and that's what every young player wants to do nowadays right coming to college to get their education and move on to the to their pro careers so really excited to see those guys having so much success
0: just how much has that changed over the years that that you've played and coached and seen that guys are not only getting the education but are really getting ready for the next level as well it's got a lot to do with parity and the level of play right yeah especially in our conference
6: i mean there's uh as, as you know trying to pick probably that preseason poll it's uh there's a lot of really good teams a lot of really good players so i think when you're playing that type of competition on a basis um you're not only gonna you know get better yourself but you're also showing you can play against that level of competition and i think when nhl teams are looking for players they want to develop i think the ncaa is such a great option for them to do just that okay
0: you look at your your schedule that's put out for the conference and you know what it is right it's a gauntlet so then when you're doing your your non-conference schedule and you look at that, how important is A, getting off to a fast start, which you guys have the opportunity to a lot of home games, but B, playing quality opponents too, so it helps you in that pairwise rankings, should you not get an
6: auto bid? Yeah, absolutely. It's always a, a tricky balance, you know, finding the people that are willing to come to Omaha to play and then also – uh, making sure you're you know you have a strong non-setup but not too strong because you got the gauntlet coming for the nchc so it's important for you guys to you know hopefully find some success as well early on so um, i really like our schedule i think we got a really good challenge with uh niagara that gave us all we could handle last year and then Ohio state coming to town so it's gonna be an exciting uh, exciting week of october month of october and and uh we've been focused
0: on being ready to have a strong start I was in goal. We talked about this before. Um, your goaltender has uh, really matured, I thought, a lot over the course of last season. I'm guessing he's taken another step over the summer. Am I right on that?
6: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think he really got his feet wet in the first half last season and really uh, showed what he was capable of doing in the second half of the season. And I've always been a big fan of Simon. I think just mentally, he's very mentally tough, uh, very focused, and uh, sort of just in confidence and continue to take steps in the right direction.
0: Can you give us the backstory on how you got Simon to come to Omaha?
6: Yeah, yeah. You know what? We he played at the World for Slovakia and and uh, quite good friends with uh, Mike Garman, who at the, is the head coach now at Chicago Steel. At the time, was the associate head coach, and we keep in contact. We have a mutual uh, friend that's a goalie coach in the National Hockey League, and so we were just talking, and we kind of just kept. I kept liking that player. He really liked him, and so he really helped kind
0: of put him on our radar, and uh, the rest is history. All right, final one for me is when you look at this team as a whole. Already been on the ice just a little bit, so you've got a chance to see a little bit. Are there guys that are jumping out? You don't have to give me names, but just guys that are jumping out. That you're like, wow, I didn't really expect that from him this early. Yeah, I think one of the exciting things is seeing some growth from
6: our freshmen last year to the sophomores. You can see guys are whether it's a young defenseman defending a little bit harder. A little bit tougher to play against, with still some offensive ability. So you see some of the growth in the younger guys, and uh, some of our incoming transfers too. You can see they have some experience and some size and strength, and, and then just the just the, I think it's a special group, like just a really good group of workers. Uh, I'll tell you one thing, you know, I don't know how many wins and losses we'll have, but we'll play hard. And uh, and anytime you got a team that's coachable and willing to work, um, that's
0: an exciting team to be a part of. Coach, appreciate your time as always. Thank you. All right, that's head coach from UNO, the Mavericks, Mike Gabinet, joining us at Media Day for NCHC Hockey. Paul Hornstein, you had a chance to hear it for the first time. Your thoughts from Coach Gabinet.
1: I'll say this. This is a very, very dangerous team this year. Okay. Um, they have, uh, at worst, the 1A uh, goalie in the conference, in my opinion, um, you know, if you told me that Simon LaCose, had, uh, was the preseason pick and goal uh, over Caden and Barico, I would have been like, okay, I can see that. I might not necessarily have fully agreed with it, but I could see that. And when you have that guy on top of uh, a team that's experienced and, 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 Works as hard as they do, and has a nice home ice advantage. It's a very, very dangerous team in this league.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, I think they are going to be uh, a surprising team. We've talked about the uh, the three through eight, or three through seven, if you want, and how they pair out. So, Nick, your thoughts on what you hear from uh, Coach Gabanette? talk about
3: nebraska omaha uh, scott and paul you know this is a blue collar type team and to paul's point they are a very dangerous team they have been in the past but i feel like they've elevated it to this year Um, i feel like this team is at least three if not four lines deep Um, they're going to be a little bit more blue collar they did lose some skill in the transfer portal this year uh, but I think it's going to get more back to their identity, which is to get in hard on the forecheck, to kind of bruise you up a little bit, and really force these skilled teams in the NCAA that they play against uh, to think a little bit differently and kind of force them off the game a little bit. So it's surprising to me, and I think gabinet he's an honest guy. I-, I think he understands that he's got a, a challenge on his sleeve, but I, I really think that he's sort of a wild card. Uh, I, I think this team can do some damage, and I do think with some of the other teams that we'll touch on later um, in the show is that I, I do think that they have a chance uh, to finish in the top four. I really do. In fact, I would not be shocked if they're in the top three, um, just all the way that this conference pans out. So, uh, again, Gavinette love him as a coach. Talked to him a few different times before uh the media day as, as we had here this uh, last couple of weeks but uh no I, I think he's got this team set up really really well to compete in the NCHC this year and it's going to be not maybe the most flashy way of doing it but it's going to do it with hard work it's going to do it with Braun Is going to play smart brand of hockey which uh he's brought to the mavericks since uh he's been the head coach
0: coaches uh, uh, yep think we're all in agreement uh no better time to take a quick break so let's do that and uh, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes final two coaches in our coverage area one from the nchc in colorado college chris mayotte and the other from lindenwood and rick zombo we'll be right back
2: At behind the mask we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind The Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our Three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93%
3: rate. Trevor Zegris. And they
7: score on the lacrosse move.
3: Jay Gensel.
2: Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Gail Kill Gail McCart. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Boy,
0: oh, cut it
1: and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The spaghetti shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. Asu alumni owned and operated. The Spaghetti Shack has three locations at sixty three forty South rural Road in Tempe. The ASU location at 922 East Apache Road and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top for lunch, dinner or catering as well. Call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghetthishack.com.
3: From the Summer Skate Studios, you're listening to ITHSW Podcast's College Hockey West Live.
0: Indeed it is College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight from the beautiful Maryville University Ice Hockey Center. Why do I say ice? It's Hockey Center in Chesterfield, Missouri. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein, joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island Park. And Nick Maxson from somewhere on I-35 in the twin cities area as we're breaking down nchc a day coaches first tomorrow part two the uh, captains or designated player reps that were available so we've gotten through three guys we're going to bring down uh, the next two we're going to start with the head coach of the colorado college tigers
1: chris Please stop that. all
0: right we got chris Mayott, the head coach with colorado college with us coach uh, another season ready to go Another new look, the third year with uh, basically all your players this time. How fun has it been so far? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun.
8: Um, you know, I, I think it's it's nice when you bring back 18 guys that, you know, were able to accomplish playing in a championship game last year. Um and that's just a big step for our program in terms of how we're trying to build it. And, and the biggest part that, and I think what is sometimes the last thing to change is the mentality and the confidence um, that the working is worth it. And uh, they can buy into it because we have great kids in the locker room. But until you actually get the results and win, there's always going to be that little bit of and, and I think what you see from our team right now in the, in the summer workouts, the first couple weeks of practice, is that... They, they know that the work is the right type of work um, and that it can lead to playing for championships. Um, so now we get an influx of new guys, um, which is, they you have know, a tough job to walk into um, it, because they're walking into a team that has that type of belief and being a certain type of team. Now, you talk to our players, it sounds like the quickest that a team has come together, that they've been around a long time. Uh, which is obviously good to hear and, and a big piece to, to becoming a team and, and accomplishing things. Um, but I think it's, it's um, to see the, the new guys mesh with the guys who have kind of did something that hadn't been done
0: in our program in a long time is, has been a lot of fun and rewarding. Okay, I want to get more into your team in just a minute, but I want to talk about two guys that left your program and uh, are making a mark for themselves. One I will see this weekend out in Henderson, Nevada, in Brian Yoon getting an opportunity with the Colorado Eagles, but Hunter McCowan, obviously the big one that, that made his mark already uh, as a young pro. But how much did they mean to your program and how much have they meant to recruiting for Colorado College? Well, Brian, you know, was, was incredible.
8: Uh, obviously was the first captain that our staff had there uh, and, uh, and came back for a fifth year as a, as a two-year captain. And, and to have that happen, uh, was really a big step for us uh, to, to have his commitment to the program, the buy-in, uh, where it wasn't a great, you know, an easy college career. Uh, obviously started great and, and, um, and didn't win a lot. Uh, and sometimes when you're in those settings, guys are ready to move on. And they're ready for the next thing. And and Brian was was very committed to what we were trying to build and what we are still trying to build at CC. So he was invaluable. I I don't know that there's going to be another player that I coach that I'll feel you know the same way about just because of where we were and and what he was able to bring. Um, and then obviously Hunter, you know, it's twenty one goals. Uh, and and he was really a driver for us in terms of how he prepared, how he showed up at the rank how intentional he was with. What he was working on, how he was doing it, what his goals were, uh, and again, it was it was great for our for everybody else to see that if you are that type of intentional, if you put in that type of work, this is what you can ultimately do. Because all of our guys aspire to play in the NHL. Um,
0: when I look at your team right now on paper, uh, obviously built from the goal out, well, you're becoming goaltender. You down there at uh, <laughs> at Ropes and Arena, but uh, you start with Caden. K- you uh, have some guys coming in behind him, but what you built through the rest of the lineup—is that true? Does it all start with Caden and goes out, or are you truly a whole team this year? Well,
8: i, I think we we see ourselves as a as a whole team. Um, but it's—it's it's the foundation of we know what type of team we we can be um, in terms of defensively, how tough we can be to play against. Uh, you know, we gave up 14 goals in our last eight games and those were against some pretty good teams and some pretty big moments in some big, uh, in some big arenas. So to have that as our foundation, have 18 guys returning with that mentality and knowing what that's like is huge. Um, and now we, we have what we believe is a, is a great class coming in and an influx of talent. Um, but the easiest way to start to get wins is to get the goalie that keeps you in every single game. Uh, now we need to score more to, to give them support. But I think that foundation of 14 goals in the last eight games, um, we still have that the guys that were the big pieces to that. We still have our top three centers are our top three centers, right? Our goalies are goalie. We got four defensemen, um, five defensemen back that played a lot. Right. Um, and so that didn't leave, uh, that's still in us now. Now we bring in, you know, the young talent, um, and i am I'm, I'm excited to see how it all comes together
0: all right final one for this media day is uh when you look at the entire roster and you look at the preseason poll you probably look at all us media guys and want to string us up uh, i think you're much better than seventh is that a chip on your shoulder or are we past that point now it's just go play the games and and you don't need to use that as motivation fortunately
8: we don't concern ourselves very much with uh how outsiders see our our program um our our focus is on our work and our preparation um i think our guys noticed it um and so you know they'll probably use that as a little bit of motivation i think earlier today logs used angry um but uh i like that because uh, that means that they believe more than that uh which is again a huge piece uh is that belief in yourself and so um but it's our job to put in the work and, and obviously what we're doing uh, and we're excited to uh to show people what we are
0: coach appreciate your time as always thank you thanks from colorado college the tigers Chris it. It. Uh, Jeez. <laughs> oh, he's jumping in right away uh without <sighs> you want to say tigers too or you just want to uh, talk about coach matt
1: well let's put it this way um the 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 lines um, the, 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 I don't want to use the word talking points because that's not what it is. Um, but, uh, two peas in a pod, I look at, uh, ne- Omaha and Colorado college, uh, Omaha might be a little bit, uh, more in view, but, uh, between them and CC, um, uh, do I think one of those two teams can win their conference regular season? No. But would it shock me if either one of these teams finished second or third? No, it wouldn't. Um, this is, a, a, again, a very dangerous team. They played a, a good chunk of last year without um, their 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 big offensive motor in Gleb Vremyev. Uh, who I think is one of the two most underrated players in this league. And by the
0: way, how long have you been practicing saying Gleb's name? Every night. Okay. All right. Peter, Peter Menino, if you're listening, he's been practicing. Okay.
1: All right. Um, one of the two most underrated and underappreciated players in this league. Uh, Nick is very familiar with that I think is the other one. Um, and I don't know if we'll run out of time here or whatever. Um yeah, uh, but they get him back. Hopefully, a hundred percent healthy. They have Noah Laba, who who was not under the radar because of his status as a second round, as a as as a high draft pick uh, from Manhattan. Um, a lot of experience oh, yeah. coming back. <laughs> uh, a lot of experience coming back, and you know, the goalie in uh, Caden and Barico. and, and the sponge. Um, this is a very, very dangerous team too. And, um, could this be another year where the NCHC gets six teams in the, in the NCAA tournament? Very well could be.
0: Say yes. Okay. Uh, good stuff, Paul. Uh, Nick, your uh, thoughts on the Colorado college Tigers. Well, Scott, let me put it this way
3: you look at the tie...
1: Don't encourage him. I no. Left, yeah. <laughs> no. I
3: couldn't help it, Paul. But when you look at this team and how it's been put together with Chris Mayotte and his staff, I get the sense going into this year, and Scott, I, I want to see if you see the same way, is that Chris Mayotte is a head coach that if he's at the poker table, and he's playing Texas Hold'em. He's got pocket kings, but he's betting like he's got nine ten. <laughs> I really feel like this Colorado College team is going to surprise a lot of people, and I think they are ready to make the jump, and I think they are embracing that number seven ranking that came out for the NCHC preseason poll. Uh, after your recording, Scott, if you recall, we asked them a few additional questions, and... They're bringing in three of the top 15 scoring defensemen uh, from the USHL. So I think they're going to see a different dynamic from uh, the Tigers this year, especially coming from the blue line, which as Mayotte said, we need to get more offense from back end. I think you're going to see that increase this year. And when you complement that with a a lot of the offense coming back, minus a big boom in Hunter McCoward and one question is what's their power play gonna look like without that cannon coming from the left side and the right shot hunter now with the Columbus Blue Jackets. But um, I really do feel like they're kind of that tiger sitting in the weight rate of
0: pounce and surprised a lot of
1: people. Uh, I gotta hang up. I, yeah. I can't deal with this. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
0: Good stuff, Nick. Thanks for backing me up. I appreciate that. All right. Uh, I know we're running late, but we're going to squeeze this in because we got to get all the coaches tonight. Uh, so let's go to Rick Zombo, the head coach at Lindenwood. I had a chance to watch his team do a black-white scrimmage. And uh, here's what Coach Zombo had to say just last night. All right. Welcome back in to the College Hockey West Live podcast. It's uh, it's not NCHC media. It is is? It's private time. It's independent time here at Lindenwood. I've got the head coach Rick Zombo with me. Coach just had a chance to watch a black and white scrimmage. And I'll tell you what I saw. Speed, energy, and a team that's much better
7: than you were last year. Am I close? You're very close. We're we're much better. I I think every team would would say that. But um, if we weren't at all, I'd say that we weren't better. We're much faster stronger you know we had uh last year that we lost a lot but losing is okay if there's lessons to be learned and the thing is that we had to make certain that we got in the weight room and took advantage of the five months that we had after our season ended to when they came into in the town in in august so um, the body composition and the strength and, and the leanness uh has been phenomenal and i think i was talking to you during the game now our freshmen look like young babies compared to what we have returning so that that made a big difference we we want to make certain that we got faster and increase our scoring ability uh, i think you could teach anybody to defend but the way that uh, i like to play is to score goals and you got to recruit that now we're actually at a point where uh, we could get into the game and recruit yeah. uh, we don't have any background we have one year behind us so to think that we're going to track uh, Uh, The blue chip that everybody covets, not going to be the case, Um, but we've we've got years behind watching the development of the growth of these kids, and I think what we brought in would really uh, complement what we have right now. So, uh, yes, we are faster and far more smarter away from the puck. Okay, so did you leave any scoring in Saskatchewan, or did you bring them
0: all to, uh, (laughs) to St. Louis?
7: I I think whether you're in Saskatchewan or Alberta or Missouri, if you can score, you can score. Um, Given the right opportunity and the way that we play, I think it's very attractive for all hockey players. It's not forwards or or defense. We try to win games. You've got to score to win games. And to have that opportunity and understand uh, how I coach, um, I do that in our recruiting. So I know that there, there's an awful lot of liabilities and also competition in the sales world of recruiting. Uh, but I just tell it straight, you're, you know, you're going to have the opportunity to cheat. Uh, I'm going to play with the right players. And right players not necessarily are equally talented, but you got to be able to think on the same plane to be able to score against really tight uh, college games. Okay, defensively, last year we knew you had a lot of young guys, a lot of inexperience. I
0: already see it. This year, in one scrimmage, some of you guys have uh, got experience. They're playing smarter. They're moving the
7: puck. They're playing positionally better. And they're led by your captain, the Yak. Yeah. um, Yak is an unbelievable leader. He's he's a quiet leader. He's got a strong body that asks uh, for more responsibilities. um, Has a very acute hockey mind that we enjoy talking to him as far as the staff goes. We want to get him to talk more to extend his knowledge to the players. And when you have a player that can assist, he's not a coach, but can assist in the teaching process, that's where I want the message to come from. Um, Overall, our our defense uh, had a tremendous workload, um, primarily uh, due to the penalties, but they learned learned how to defend. We want to put some fun back into the game this year, and and, uh, the big thing is uh, improving our discipline. Our conditioning uh, has started on the right foot, and with those two combinations, we shouldn't take the the casual, if not careless, penalties as we took last year, and that will decrease the workload that our defensemen had last year. So, yes, it was nice uh, that they got a lot of ice time and a lot of reps, uh, but it was far too much. Okay, so uh, I know you don't want to talk about
0: individual players, but one stood out to me, and I think he's going to stand out all season long. You know who I'm talking about. He wears number nine, goes up and down the center of the ice. Um, he, he's, he's got some fine-tuning
7: to do, which every college player does. But tell us a little bit about what number nine does for you. So Drew Kuzma uh, changed his number this year, so he's wearing nine this year, which, which is nice. Uh, it's a player that I uh, brought in a year early, so he came in as a 19-year-old. Um and had uh, a, a lot of ice time, a lot of, um, first line ice time. Uh, if you were to look at his points, I think he had three points. So it, it, it doesn't, uh, match the amount of ice time that he had. Um, but when you bring somebody in early as we did, you, you gotta play him. Otherwise you groom someplace else. He, he, he's too good of a person, too good of a hockey player, uh, to play his last year juniors. And, um, so far, it looks like pretty good ingredients of what we did with him last year. But, he, again, he put the work in. So he spent a considerable amount of time working on his body, working on his skating. Um, and, you know, all these kids have an entourage, of, uh, whether it be a mental coach or a skills coach, skating coach, have that nutritionist. But it really shows in his game now. And the most important thing is his self-esteem radiates. It's, it's not a sideshow, but you could just tell when he walks around It's a completely different person. All right, final one for you. When I looked at your schedule,
0: and we talked about this in the past, at least there's some more home games on there. Your game, and
7: you need to have home games if you're going to build this program. Correct? Well, it pays the bills. You know, when you have home games, it pays the bills. Personally, I'm so proud of the players that I want to play as many home games as possible to show to not only their student body, but our our home community, our hockey community here in St. Louis. But it's challenging. Uh, It's challenging in in that opponents do not have to play us. Opponents that are in conferences already have a matching home and away schedule just by conference play. And then uh, to get a game is challenging enough. To get them to come play us is very welcoming. And uh, we'll we'll be extremely hospitable, as we normally are. Um, Not necessarily on the scoreboard or wins and losses, but we want more and more to come here. So people don't recognize how challenging it is to get teams out. It's a hard sell, even with me trying to explain to our athletic director where we're at. So when I say the the coaching fraternity, um, I'm humble, I'm pleased, I'm uh, I'm honored to be part of it. Uh, I I look at, I mean, we've got five Big Ten again. in our schedule now and uh, had wonderful other teams in the Big Ten. We just couldn't work out our schedule matching their schedule. Yeah. Um, so that's nice. And NCHC, again, St. Louis is regionally set for perfection when it comes to travel. Uh, it really helps the bottom line as far as opponents that come to us. Um, and like anything else, you have one opportunity to make a, a great first impression. Uh, hopefully we do. Everybody that comes in here to, to Lindenwood. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate your time. It's always good luck this season. Thank
0: you, Scott. All right. Head coach from Lindenwood, Rick Zombo. Paul, go ahead with your comments on what you heard from Coach.
1: Well, it, that's probably the shortest conversation I've ever heard <laughs> um, with Coach Zombo, and I well, understand Ter- why. Terry but and,
0: I were both there and We tied him down.
1: Yeah, well, that, that, you know, we love Coach Zombo, and, you know, any chance we get to speak to him is, is, is good uh, for us, good for him. Um, and, again, you better come ready to play, because if you don't, you're going to get snake bit.
0: I made the comment that I think he's got two, maybe three players that can potentially have an NHL career. Uh, Drew Kuzma is one of them, um, the captain. As I mentioned, uh, Aiden Yakumchuk is another one. So, um, And there's one more that I think everybody knows about, but even Coach admitted he was going to take a little time to develop, so we'll let him do that, um, and, then, and then we'll talk about him. But um, really good stuff. We're really we're out of time. Nick, uh, your thoughts on what you heard from uh, Coach, Zombo tonight. Coach Zombo tonight?
3: Scott, I really think that Zombo, in a way, knows about having home games he talks about you know trying to be successful as an independent in the college hockey world which is not tough but as we look at their inaugural season last year they made a statement uh they gave the gophers their first ever opponent uh, a bit of a run for their money at least on night one before uh minnesota made some adjustments and uh shall we say right of the ship at least from that maroon and gold standpoint paul yes i'm going to bring up that team just for a moment. But it's really, really difficult for a team like Lindenwood, the backing of a conference, to maintain competitive balance, right? So, you know, its wins and losses great, but you know, it's going to be how he gets his wins that's going to determine the future of this program. So, it's a steep hill that he'll have to climb. Uh, look what Arizona State did, right? It took them two different applications to finally get an acceptance letter from the nchc the first one coming back in 2017 and finally now in 2023 six years later um they're finally in a full-time conference and they will be starting next year so it's you know can they play that brand of hockey year after year that will attract a conference say hey not only do uh does this team have a great lineup uh, they host as well like he mentioned they're geographically positioned to have travel pretty nice for both the, him as the home team as well as the visiting team so can they put that together enough times to make a statement i think they can and i do think they're going to surprise more college Law, uh, hockey teams this
0: year by having a pretty sneaky good roster yeah good stuff uh thanks both of you guys for your comments um, next tomorrow night, we'll have part two. We'll have the, uh, the players that were uh, given to us at NCHC Media Day and also the captain uh, from Lindenwood. Paul, go ahead and take it away. Uh,
1: from the Summer Skate Studios, behind the masks, College Hockey West live on the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. has been brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, CR3 Valley locations are behind the mass.com. Just raise barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style, at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Tag creative group, search T. Grand Rudd on redbubble.com, and let us help you design that one of a kind gift for you or someone special. College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Caesar Sportsbook app. Download the app where available, but please play responsibly. FedEx. simplify your business shipping with FedEx, the official package delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West, and by Liberty University. Over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state of the art campus. See us at Liberty.edu. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask, is live every week on the Podbean app. Is available along with all of our weekly podcasts for download. That's your favorite podcast platform. Search I-T-H-S-W podcasts, all one word. That's I-T-H-S-W podcasts, all one word. To find any of our shows, subscribe, rate, and review the shows or just tell a friend to help others find the podcasts. Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network.
0: Very well done, my friend. A big thank you again to uh, John Hogan, the Director of Hockey here at Maryville, and everybody at Maryville University for inviting us in and allowing us to do the show from uh, their beautiful facility here, the Maryville University Hockey Center. Um, Keep your eyes on the Saints. That's all I'm going to say. Just keep your eyes on the Saints. If you desire to see more, they continue to give you more. I can tell you, Paul, uh, Friday night was incredible. The fan support, the noise. Uh, the attendance, uh, the tailgating outside—it was all here for you. And uh, John Hogan, the guy that's making it all happen, year six of this beautiful facility. And remember, it was dirt when they started, little, literally dirt. So they've uh, made a great, uh, a great run. We'll say goodnight. Little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. Ask us, ask you to join us tomorrow night for part two of NCAA media.
1: NCHC. Goodnight, everybody. Tonight.